The Patrick Madrid Show is the real deal. They got my stamp of approval, baby. Peace out. Compelling insights, unpredictable conversations, encouragement for your day. It's The Patrick Madrid Show on Relevant Radio. Who was that that was promoting the show? That was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not sure who that was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, voice sounds, voice sounds kind of familiar, but I'm not, I'm not sure who it was supposed to be. Yeah, well, whoever it was, I like the fact he's saying nice things about the program. Let's go to Lisa in Surprise, Arizona. Good morning, Lisa. Welcome. Hello. Good morning. Um, I just wanted to share uh, my story, or I talk about divorce a little bit. Um, yeah. my, I'm 44. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was six. Um, Oof, I will that say must have that... been devastating for you. Yeah, I remember it. <laughs> I remember mm-hmm. a lot of it. Um, I wasn't going to cry, <laughs> but... Um, I will say that uh, neither of my parents, I didn't feel abandoned. Um, I knew that they still loved me, but I will say that um, the repercussions are still there. Um, The older I get, the more I realize that um, there is some trauma there, but the repercussions are, you know, we, like when one of my children would have a birthday, we would have to have separate birthdays or we would have to do separate um, Christmases and um, things like that, um, and that gets to be a burden. It gets to be pretty heavy. Um, and I had read, or I believe that there is a study that shows um, children of divorce. Sometimes there's more. There is more um, of a burden, more trauma for them as as if instead of a parent dying, like mm-hmm. it's it's heavier than if they had oh, lost yeah. a parent. So Definitely. I just wanted to share, in case somebody is thinking about getting a divorce, um, please, you know, <laughs> think about all the repercussions. It's, it really isn't worth it to your kids. Lisa, I have heard from some children of divorce later in life, they've said that they struggled with feelings of feeling guilty, that somehow, yes. even though it sounds ridiculous, yes, but they absolutely. felt as if they were guilt, they were guilty of causing the divorce. So is that something that you had to deal with? Um, I didn't feel guilty of causing the divorce. Um, I feel like there is guilt that comes, um, like you just feel like, oh, when is the other shoe going to drop? Mm-hmm. Um, in that respect, I suppose. When you, and forgive my prying question, it's none of my business, but I'm just curious. Did your dad leave your mom? Did your mom leave your dad? Was it a mutual uh, thing? Um, I believe it was more mutual. I remember... Um, accusations um and uh there was police involved um there was some physical contact it wasn't like really bad it was just like um i don't think they were beating each other up but you know it was just uh you know aggressive i just it was what i'm sorry kind of aggressive one was being aggressive at the the end at the end yes there was some aggressiveness yeah Mm -hmm. just at that last moment um yeah yeah. <laughs> so you're speaking to a huge audience of who knows how many millions of people right now, Lisa. What would your advice be to a woman or a man who is contemplating divorce, especially if there are children in the marriage? You know, I talk to my, I have nine children. My husband and I have been together since I was a teenager. God bless um, you. That's wonderful. Thank you. Um, it's, it's, and I had just recently had two of our oldest children just got married, and it's it's a big it's a big deal. It's a big responsibility. Yeah. You can't take it um, lightly. And you're not always going to like <laughs> your spouse. They're going to do things that irritate you. Um, but you just have to, I, I, God has to be there. 
it has to be, because I know that's not what it was like for my parents. They were just trying to get by. I mean, they're both Christians now, but before, you just have to have um, God in the center. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so for the wife who's hearing this, in, in the back of her mind, there has been this idea that she might leave her husband, or the husband with the idea in the back of his mind that he might leave his wife. Any parting advice for them? That's not something to take lightly or seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, not, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand why you would want to do that um, besides, you know, the physical um, mm-hmm. aspect. If somebody's, there's a reason uh, that you should be separated for that point. But there is, there's nothing I, I, that I think that you should do that for. There's no reason because <laughs> I'm just thinking like with the kids and the trauma and the, um, how, you know, it's going to be so devastating for them. Mm-hmm. There's no, no question about it. That's very wise advice, Lisa, especially for the children. The, the pain is incalculable. Well, thank you, Lisa. I'm really glad that you called today. I really am. And thank you for listening to the program. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow. Nine children. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Lisa in Appleton, Wisconsin now. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Um, I was actually, I didn't hear your question that okay. people are calling in about, um, but I am hearing some stories of people that have gone through um, divorce as a child. Let me give you the background quickly. There was a young woman, hard to say how old she is. She might be <clears throat> 20. She might be 25. Maybe she's 19. I don't know. She posted a video on TikTok in which she, in a lighthearted way, she described how her father walked out on her mother and her siblings. She was five years old. I believe there were four children. Her dad punched out and went to pursue a career as a professional breakdancer. And she said that he didn't pay for her medical bills. And there were other things like that. But she was making light of a painful situation, but you could see the pain in her eyes as she did this. So then he responded with his own video, probably three times as long, kind of justifying and clarifying in his view what she said that was incorrect. Well, then she did a final wrap-up video in which she said, you know, that's not true. And it was just a, a window into a deeply unhappy situation with this divorce and the effects on the kids. So that's the backdrop to this conversation, Lisa. Okay. Well, I have three children um, that went through a painful divorce, not on my part. My husband walked out after 25 years of marriage. Oh, boy. And it's been um, 13 years. Very Catholic family. Um, He walked out on our faith. And my kids were in college and in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I have had to work endlessly to try to fix the wounds that it left and what it did to impair them. And my biggest prayer was that I stand strong because I could see every bit of what it was doing to them. And we had one of those Catholic families that sat in church weekly. Um, My kids totally went through phases in this last 13 years of ups and downs. Um, I've never spoken or tried to speak badly of him. I've always just let them meet him where he's at. He's since remarried. Um, I went to an annulment. That was a whole nother painful stake for the kids to process, but it was important to me to keep my Catholic faith in order for them to understand 
that if I were to meet somebody someday that I would be able to move in a direction of whatever God had planned for me. Mm-hmm. I cannot say more than enough to anyone that is contemplating divorce. Go to the nth degree of whatever it is you need to do to make that happen, to stay together, because your kids will go through more pain than you know. I won't say that my kids are going to ever be without, but by God's graces, I have gotten them to a very healthy spot. They are all in the process of either being married and having children or getting married. Um, my last one. They've are been, they in contact with your your ex-husband? I mean, do they have a relationship with him or has he cut that off too? No, he um, picks and chooses. I call it the fun guy because mm-hmm. I end up with picking up pieces mm-hmm. and the harder things in life, the struggles that kids go through. You know, parenting doesn't stop at 18. It goes on and you need to still be a parent. Um, Not to be negative upon my ex-husband because I'm trying really hard to pray for him all the time and don't still understand why he chose to do what he did. But it's not for me to have that answer. I don't want to be the person to put that on him. Um, So he just walked away from the marriage, walked away from you and walked away from the children and gave no no reasons or just said, I'm done, I'm out of here? It was basically, you know, you're at that point where your kids are teenagers and it becomes work and you've got responsibilities like college coming up and all those things. Mm-hmm. And he wanted his life. It was like that midlife crisis, grass is greener on the other side of the fence. Mm-hmm. And I always say that to people. You may think that grass is greener, but you're going to be taking on so much more because you can't get rid of what you've already started. And if you have the energy to go to that green grass and start over, put the energy back into what you already have been given by God, because your children are your gifts. They're Mm -hmm. our responsibility. And I, I every day pray for forgiveness for my children to know that as their mom, through all my strife of what I was personally going through in my marriage for that 25 years, I tried over and over and over. I dragged him to marriage counseling. I did all the right things in trying to save my marriage. He was not worthy of you. There's no doubt about that. Well, and that's what my priest had told me. Um, it still does. It still hurts, though, right? It still hurts to know that he could just carelessly move on, and he's still portraying the fun guy and the money and the fun activities and vacations and things that I lost because he wanted this selfish move for himself. But my kids are my main goal and God is good. And he has gotten me thus far. um, And he's made certain that my prayers have been answered. They've all turned out. They're all working. They're all doing what they need to do. Like I said, I've been blessed that two out of the three are married. And my last one is getting married in September. I have grandbabies coming. It's God is good. But yes. for anybody that has gone through it, as well as the kids, hold on. Because when you're in it, when you're in that mode, it's not going to be easy to see the light at the other end. And I remember mm-hmm. my priest at the time stating to me, because I couldn't even breathe at times. And I couldn't hardly hold on from day to day. And he told me to break it down to the minute. Because I felt so robbed for being an at-home mom, doing things for all those years. Yeah. 
and then you lose all the other things, right? When they get older, Christmases, Mm -hmm. things that you should have had. So my whole goal now that I'm to the other side and that my kids are so doing well is to help anybody out that's even contemplating it. Just make certain that you understand your kids will be affected no matter how good you are as a parent, no matter how hard you work, no matter how well you had your ducks in a row, the kids are permanently affected and it won't go away. You can try to move it forward, but the strain is still there. And I do show up for the birthday parties together for my grandchildren and it's still there. Does he like, ever I'm show not up? being respected. Yeah, he shows up with his new wife, but I'm not respected. I'm not respected. And I try to put my smile and I'm at game on and step above every bit of it because my kids are watching everything. And they have shared with me how awkward it is. But I'm trying to keep it as normal as I can for a difficult situation that I've been given. You are a saint, Lisa. You are, whatever well, your trying. personal struggles may be in this area, you are a saint, if you ask me. I so well, admire I'm you. trying, and I try to go to the Lord and set it at his feet and not pick it back up because I, my prayer to him was, and to the Blessed Mother, they're, they're my gifts, you entitled to me. I'm not perfect myself. I'm a sinner like anyone else. But I was given whatever this is, and I know it's my cross to bear. But protect my children with everything, because I don't want them to have to go through this pain that they've been in for all this time. I want them to grow out of it and have their own happiness. And I don't really think that, you know, until you get older, that you realize the sacrifices your parents make for you. And that's just where it's at. I just really want parents to really think before they do when it comes to divorce. I I admire you. I'm grateful for your phone call. I'm glad you called. And know that a whole lot of people right now are praying for you and your situation. Hang in there, Lisa, and thank you. This hour is supported by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Join the nation's largest Catholic-oriented credit union and receive $200 when you add a direct deposit. Learn more at NotreDameFCU.com slash join. That's NotreDameFCU.com slash join. Keeping it relevant. It's the Patrick Madrid Show on Relevant Radio. Get connected to the conversation. Call now. 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. Patrick Madrid is on now. Relevant Radio. Got a note from Kevin in Florida who said, Ben, I encourage you to do what you can to save the marriage. Know that it's God's will that you stay married. Start looking with... Start look. Start with looking at your part and trust that God will change you. Your change will change your wife. Get back to God, regular Mass, Eucharistic adoration. He says, my two daughters have left the church. My grandson proudly claims to be an atheist. It resonates through your family tree. Hmm, yeah. So many emails coming in. This is from Carrie. She's listening in Denver. She says, I've been listening today and wanted to share a tremendous resource for adults, adult children, 
of divorce. It's called Life-Giving Wounds. I worked in the Office of Evangelization and Family Life Ministry for eight years in the Archdiocese. One of the last things I did before I left my position there was to establish this ministry in the Archdiocese. So that's in the Archdiocese of Denver. Uh, Carrie says, it truly opened my eyes to the underlying pain that so many are suffering and the fact that they don't have a lot of places to go to process this pain and to be given spiritual support that invites God into these wounds for the sake of having more future strong marriages and families. We need to have these ministries to help those suffering this pain. Good point, Carrie, and I thank you for the good work that you did for people, no doubt. Uh, 888-914-9149. How about Ann now in St. Louis? Good morning, Ann. Good morning, Patrick. Hi. I'm, um, I am divorced. Um, I was married for 30 years, but I was compelled to leave my husband because I was in danger. It was a, um, it was always a danger and secret. Mm-hmm. And it was was he violent uh, towards you? Or? Um, uh, well, sexually violent. And mm-hmm. I, but you know, I had three beautiful children. I, I, they love their father, and um, it was kind of a like a, a double personality thing. Mm-hmm. Did he drink or take drugs? No, he didn't. That's that's the funny thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think over the years I realized he was abused as a child, if not intentionally. Um, something happened to him that felt he felt compelled to treat me a certain way. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wanted to encourage um, husbands and wives that if there is a situation and you want to keep your family together, which I did. It broke my heart to leave. Um, do everything you can to get your spouse to get therapy. Uh, he would not. And um, the hard thing about it sounds like your previous caller um, was the children blame me because I left. But I want. I presume them. you didn't tell them the real reason behind the scenes, what was going well, on. Well, I told them everything I could, like what happened publicly. Yeah. Like he would mistreat me verbally and shun me for weeks at a time and that type of thing. It was very hurtful in a, in a busy family. I can imagine. Or he'd snap at the children, that type of but thing. You, but I, you preserved his, um, what's the right word for it? You you shielded his sin from their eyes. So it sounds like they didn't ever really know what the real reason was, or at least the, one of the main reasons behind the scenes, you you had the integrity not to put him to shame that way in their eyes, right? Well, thank you for saying integrity. Um, and my sisters think I'm crazy, but I always thought it was best to let God work that part out, that... Yeah. Um, they love their father. I didn't want to take that away from them. Um, I was compelled. I, my therapist said I needed to tell my daughter who now has children in case any of it spilled over on the grandchildren. Um, you mean like if he were to do something with one of the grandchildren? Yes. Um, I never really saw it. It was always directed to me and I had my children checked. Uh, as a responsible mother would do by the pediatrician. 
the thing that sticks out here, Ann, and, and by the way, that sounds like good advice to me, that now that your daughters or your children are at an age where even though it's unpleasant for them to know something like that, if it does pose any kind of actual risk to their children, then there would be a reason to disclose this to them. But I, I would just like to underscore my admiration of your heroic willingness to suffer and suffer the and the injustice and the indignity of your parent of your children rather thinking that you were at fault and you shielded your husband. And some might disagree and say, well you should have told them, but regardless, you were you were being charitable and and that's what I mean by integrity. In other words, you didn't want to expose the real reason to your children. That's really noble of you, especially when you had to suffer them thinking it was your fault just because they didn't know the whole story. It says a lot of good yeah. about you, Anne. Yeah. It really does. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you very much. And uh, I still suffer from it because like your previous caller, I'm kind of the odd man out and he has the money, that type of thing. But yeah. one more thing, Patrick, if I, mm-hmm. if I can take your time, sure, sure, I know sure. you're very busy, but no, no, I'm here for um, I was always the, one that the children turned for for strength when there was anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And I continued that. I continued maybe not the first year we were separated, but I have birthdays, I have Christmas, I have Thanksgiving, and their father always comes. And because he's a child of God as well. And if he gets too close, I know. I just need to exit that type of thing. Yeah. Does he still try to, I don't know, reconcile with you or to? He does. He does. Mm-hmm. But he's not, for whatever reason, um, sometimes when a child I've learned is abused as a child, they, they're they afraid to look at the problem. Mm-hmm. And he never, he doesn't think he did anything wrong. Yeah. I see. But that's part of his pain and the reason he needs to get help. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. But, but but many priests said you just need to make sure you don't get in the situation again. And I'm not perfect, Patrick. When I left my husband, I had a couple of relationships that were very unholy. I think I was looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. And I reconciled that with God, and I went to confession. That's and good. I still feel married to him in many ways, like you're the first caller I heard, that you know, they're friends. And we are friends as much as we can be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well. And we love the children. We meet for breakfast. And But if it goes for anything further, I, I can't because I know that I would put my soul in danger as well as his. Yeah. Well, we don't want that. Well, God has no doubt he's got some healing yet to accomplish in this relationship, whatever form that may take. But, Anne, I really I, I want to emphasize my admiration for your unwillingness to expose your husband to um, ridicule or shame. That says a lot about you that you were willing to suffer rather than tell your kids exactly what was going on. So, Thank you. I don't know what else to say, Ann, but thank you. And go with our prayers. Um, let's go to Julie now in Maryland. Good morning, Julie. Hello, Patrick. I just wanted to approach this uh as far as the effects of divorce, it does not matter 
the age of the children. Mm-hmm. I had met my husband as a sophomore in college and knew his family for about a year at the time his father and mother started having issues. Actually, his father was was having an affair and the family was starting to realize what was going on and and seeing how it affected his parents uh, and how devastated my now husband was going through all of that. So he was a child of a divorce of divorced parents, right? Yes. So uh, he he was twenty when all of this was starting to go on. Okay. I remember the pain when he figured out why his parents were having trouble and and that there was somebody else. Okay. Uh, so fast forward now. Did did you and he go through turmoil in your marriage? No. Well. Not beyond the usual ups okay. and downs that gotcha. you would, but at the time we were debating about getting married, the one thing we both agreed on, we were adamant that short of physical abuse or drug or, or uh, you know, problems like that, we would never uh, utter the divorce word. That's smart. That was Very totally wise. off the table. So if divorce is not a word in your vocabulary, you have to find other solutions to the problem because that's not a solution, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm relieved to say that it's it'll be 46 years in another month, and we have never uttered that word. We figured, you know... Any, yes, we've had issues, but nothing to that degree. So, and then I just feel blessed that um, God has been, you know, I, we always prayed to the Holy Family mm-hmm. to uh, keep us together with that. Well, first of all, Julie, thank you for taking a moment to call and share on that. Such an important story you're telling about your husband's family. And, um, Congratulations on, it'll be 45 years of marriage now or 44 years of marriage you'll be celebrating? 46. 46. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah, Nancy and I are two years behind you on that one, but uh, <laughs> what, a, what a beautiful gift to have 46 years of marriage. Congratulations. We are so lucky. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, I feel lucky that you called today, Julie. Thank you. Let's go to Jacqueline now in Elgin, Illinois. Good morning, Jacqueline. Good morning. Hi. Um. Hi, yeah, I'm I'm just calling to um, get reassurance that I'm doing the right thing. Um, I've been promiscuous in my um, life prior. I even have a kid out of wedlock, and um, that father's not really around. Um, well, I've been with the man that I'm with now for about uh, since July, okay. and um, we have been sexually active, but um, I've been growing in my faith more. I've been going to church more. I listen to you every morning. I actually have relevant radio on all day. So I feel awesome. God's conviction that I'm not really living as I should. I, I have gone confession. I have um, repented for all that sexual history, but I feel like I can't be fully forgiven if I don't stop having... Are you and he living together or are you just connecting here and there? Yeah, well, we actually, we live in the same apartment building, but we don't live in the same apartment. That's how we met, is I moved in here, and he had already 
lived in the building. And um, so I told him that I wanted um, he's not really a believer, so that's kind of an issue as well. Yeah. But I told him I wanted to stop, and he said that um, he feels like I'm kind of punishing him. I already give it to him, and now, like, I want to stop. And yeah. I said, well, if I, I didn't have the convictions before. Now I am. And he's feeling like I was only, always holding something from him, and this was it. And I said, well, if I went into the relationship with, with this standpoint, would we have even gotten this far? And he said, yes, because you would have respected my decision. But now like I'm taking it away. It's like if I would have given my kid a toy and now I'm saying he can't play with it. And it's like, well, it's kind of different. Mm-hmm. Like I was also an addict before and I wanted to stop doing that. So does that mean Were you I able to stop with doing the drugs? It? Yeah, I've been clean um, since um, 2019. Excellent. And so I've been... Yeah, since I got pregnant, I I just turned a whole new leaf. I'm like a different person, and this was kind of the last thing that was still I was holding on to from my previous life. How old are the two of you? I'm I'm 35, and he's 30. Has he ever been married? No, we neither of us. Okay. Well, you notice that he now, although he talks a good game about accepting your your decision respecting your decision he's not respecting it now and let's, let's think this through for a second here so he has no incentive to commit to you to marriage because he already has what he really wants so mm-hmm. there's no there's no incentive for him to say you know i want to build a life with you jacqueline i want to have children with you i want to grow old with you i want to be there to protect you and care for you and and enjoy life together with you permanently as a married couple he doesn't seem to be interested in those things and yeah the one thing he is interested in you know you know and what we know mm-hmm. we both know i should say what we're talking about here right um yeah. the fact that you're withdrawing that now it seems to me that he's probably going to just move on and look for some other woman who will give that to him. And yeah, that he, being the case, me, then go ahead. No, go ahead, Jacqueline. Um, he said that he was going to think about it for 48 hours and let me know. And he's like, and I, and I made the point that it's not forever. It's just until we get married. And he's like, well, we don't know when we're going to get married. It could be three to five years. And I'm like, well, I was hoping sooner because I am kind of old. I'm I'm 35, you know, I'm getting up there. I want to get married and have more kids the correct way. Yeah. If he's not a believer and he has no interest in God, I guess I'm reading between the lines here. It doesn't sound like he's searching for God, is he? Or is he? I, I, I send him videos. I tell him to listen to relevant radio. Like I, I bring up my faith, but like, being sexually active, I feel like a, a kind of a hypocrite because I'm not following it fully. Right. And he even said, well, at the beginning of our relationship, the Bible was the same. And I'm like, well, I didn't have that conviction because everybody that I know and even in the world says sex is okay, no matter you're married or not. Mm-hmm. So like I, I took that and I held on to that, but I'm, God says that we're called to be different. And I remember you um, you had a caller where they were living together, and you said that that you need to stop. You need to live as brothers and sister now, not as a couple until you get married. And 
that phone call really resonated with me and I keep thinking about it. Well, just because I did it before doesn't mean I continue to do it. I need right. to stop from my sin and confess for it. I just, I just need the reassurance because other than this, like he's good to my son. He helps me around the house. If I come home with a bunch of groceries, I can text him and to come out and help me bring him upstairs. Mm-hmm. But like, I need, I just, well, if he's, if he is sticking close because he really loves you, then your decision to stop this, you know, immoral activity will really bring it to the surface. If he doesn't yeah. really love you and he's only hanging around because of you know what, that'll become mm-hmm. really clear really quickly. And if it's the latter, then I'd say cut him loose, you know, cut your losses. There's still time to find a good man. They are out there, no doubt. And if he's yeah. that shallow and that weak and that selfish, and it's not really you, but it's what you give him, then you should cut the ropes and let him go because he's not a good man for you. If it turns out, though, that he's saying, you know, I really love you, that arrangement was really nice, but I really love you and I respect you. And if you're, if you really do want to get married, I want to get married to you and I'm willing to sacrifice and pursue you. That's a really good sign. And I don't know yeah. enough to know which way it will fall, but if he turns out to be interested in just one thing and it's not you, then I would cut him loose. Okay. Oh, thank you for the reassurance that I'm doing the right thing. I do believe you are. And yeah. the Lord will bless you for this because you're striving. What does Jesus say? He says, put first the kingdom of heaven and everything else will be added unto you. So when yeah. you, by God's grace, are rightly ordering your life, then the other things begin to fall into place and other things become ordered the way they should be. But if your life is disordered as it is now, nothing can fall into place. Nothing can become properly ordered. So you're doing the right thing. And and your relationship with God is more important than your relationship with him or any other relationship. And I just want to encourage you, Jacqueline, you're doing the right thing. Go to confession, make a clean break, you know, I, I'm not going to go back into this lifestyle and then see what happens. And as things unfold, what I was saying a moment mm-hmm. ago, I think is what, I think what you're going to see is what kind of a man is he really and what is his real interest? Is it you or is it that? And if it's not you, I would go mm-hmm. forward in faith and just cut the ropes and say goodbye. <laughs> Thank you. I hope you have a good day. You too, Jacqueline. Thank you. We'll be praying for you. And we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with more of the Patrick Madrid Show. See how fast three hours goes by? Just like that. We're almost done, but we're going to get straight back to your phone calls on the other side of this timeout. 888-914-9149, sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Today, we'd like to thank Santi, who's listening in Maine, for donating his 1983 Jaguar XJ6. Classy. You can join thousands of other listeners in donating old vehicles, trucks, boats, and RVs by visiting relevantradio.com car. That's relevantradio.com car. It's the Patrick Madrid Show. Join the conversation at 888 914 9149. 
That's 888-914-9149. The Patrick Madrid Show on Relevant Radio. We've had an avalanche of emails come in over the last couple hours on this topic. And uh, my thanks to all of you who took a moment to write me your thoughtful emails. If only I could read them, but we just have such a crush of phone calls. I'm going to get back to those now. Uh, let's go to Dell in Wisconsin. Good morning, Dell. You're not in the Wisconsin Dells, are you, Dell? Oh, no. Probably not. Gotcha. Okay, welcome. Um, I've been listening to you, and, and there's so much sadness and so much divorce and so much pain in this world. But I just wanted to tell you that not all of not all of the marriages wind up that way. Yeah, that's true. That's Tell me about yours. Sounds like you have a victory story for me. Well, eighty-six years of marriage. Twelve. Wait, 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 wait. Eighty-six years of marriage. That is fantastic. Twelve, twelve children. Beautiful. All Catholic. All Catholic. And 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 and, and, and there must be lots of people like this. You know, it's all it's all God's doing. Yeah. But it's positive. And there's so much pain in this in this society of ours. Is your lovely wife still with Broken us? Still? Pardon? Is your lovely wife no. still alive? No, she died. I'm ninety two. My condolences. What's the secret to eighty did you say eighty nine years of marriage? Eighty six. 86. What's the secret to an 86-year marriage? Please share it with me. I need to know. God's the center of it. There is no marriage without God in the center of it. No two people can get along in this world without God in the center of it. Yep. Then you find God in the Catholic Church, the real Catholic Church. Yep. All true. And so your children, they must thank God every day for the wonderful example set by their mother and father. Yes, they do. That's beautiful. Well, Del, thank you. I mean, you're right. We've heard a lot of trauma today. We've heard a lot of pain. And what a great thing to be reminded of the victories that God gives couples who stick it out. Thank you. Anything else you wanted to add, Del, before I move on? There must be lots. That's all just a positive thing. You know, there must be lots of, of successes. Mm-hmm. There are. Yeah, there are a lot. And I guess they don't grab the headlines the way the, yeah, right. the spectacular the divorces do. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Dale. I Del. just want to put that note in there so it's, so it's not so negative. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. That's It's yeah. good that you did that. Thank you. 86 years, Cyrus. 86 years. Look at that. I love that. What's the secret? What's the, what's the secret of 86 years? What did he say? Three letters. G-O-D. That's awesome. Yeah. Fulton Sheen had a, a great, he wrote a great book called Three to Get Married. So husband, wife, and God. And if that's your formula, your chances of having a long, happy marriage like Dell's and his wife's, his wife, he and his wife, am I saying it right? That's the secret of success. Let's go to Jody now in Las Vegas. Hi, Jody. Hi, good morning, Patrick. Good Everyone morning. is giving such amazing advice. Love your show. Thank you. Um, I guess I'll do my best to add a little bit of value to it in terms of what would you tell somebody that's considering divorce? Mm-hmm. And what I would say, I my parents got divorced. They've been divorced for 35 years. And um, I'm still married, although my husband left and is, is civilly 
married. And um, that's been for about five years. How long were the two of you married, Jody? Sorry. 14 years. Okay. 14 years. And, 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 and what I'll say is that in terms of the devastation of the children, it's not just them. I mean, it is them primarily because, I mean, that's part of why we, I mean, that's why we get married. I mean, to, 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 to raise a, you know, a family. I mean, that's part of, well, I don't want to say the only reason, of course. Um, but I would say to people, if they're considering divorce is mm-hmm. possibly visualize fast forwarding to the end of your life and, and all the good you've done and, and the virtues that you've exhibited and, and what virtues you've inspired others to pursue and, and to obtain and, and, you know, what a, what a beautiful sacrifice to show as and exhibit to your children. Um, Mm -hmm. just the, that you, you, there was a struggle in the marriage. There was, there was some suffering and you chose to pursue it. And with, you know, hyper-focused diligence and faith and, you know, and to, to be able to, with those things and the willingness to overcome that, what a beautiful example to show your children and at the end of your life to have instilled in them that you don't True. just abort the mission. True. And, um, and right. And, and so, and, and, and the beautiful, and I would say another thing too is, is patience. You know, I, I think a lot of people for whatever reason that are considering getting out of a marriage, let's say it's not due to any type of abuse, but let's say it's, you know, someone's on social media or they meet someone and they start mm-hmm. sparking a relationship and, you know, just put it, you know, put yourself in the position of calibrate, recalibrate yourself and, you know, shake it off for a second and think about what am I doing here? And what is, is this really worth, um, fracturing the, the organic nucleus of the family mm-hmm. and ask yourself that question and, and there's patience. So whatever it is that people feel like they need to leave for, maybe they feel like they're not getting enough affection or attention or whatever it is. You know, the, the, the top thing is patience because I think a lot of people feel like there's this urgency. They fell in love or they sparked this relationship and this other person's just ready for them to just, you know, completely abandon and neglect yeah. their, their true life, their true, their true love, their true responsibilities, their true covenant with God, but be patient with the one that you're in it with the long haul. You mean the, the spouse, if somebody catches your eye, you you turn back to your spouse and recognize that this is a lifelong commitment. I'm just sort of interpreting what you're saying. Um, This is a lifelong commitment. We made a promise to be together until death do us part. And that's what we're going to do. And the shiny object that is in my peripheral vision attracting my attention, I have to keep focused on my wife and, and you on your husband. That's what I'm hearing you say. Is that right? Absolutely. Because because the beautiful thing about being able to put yourself on hold and just freeze for a second is that it can all be repaired. You know, nothing is... Nothing is impossible with God, as we know, right. but 
you know, people think that these problems are so overwhelming and that there's this other person that they don't even think they have to entertain that particular problem. But there are other things that you're going to be living with this layer of facade that your children are going to be encountered with. And it's the generational devastation. Yep. You know, they're going to see that this this is, you know, we think that they're not listening as maybe they become young adults, but but they're watching and they're listening. And I would encourage every person, even if you have a great marriage, if you know any I mean, that that book of Layla Miller, uh, The Primal Loss. It's mm-hmm. an amazing book. It is. And if you're considering divorce, I would read that book. And I would if you have children that are old enough, I would I would. I would give that book to them and and ask them for their input because a lot of these children are left silenced in a sense with everyone normalizing this and it's okay. Well, we really weren't compatible, but no, with, with the prayer and the willingness and whatever it is that you think you're missing in your marriage that you have to look somewhere else for, take that and bring that into your marriage. If you feel like you're, you're not, you don't have enough attention, then give your wife all that attention, like bring it back mm-hmm. and you can cultivate these things again. You're right. In other words, you can pursue, and it may be more difficult for some couples than others, but to pursue that, that earlier spark, that earlier magic, that earlier passion, whatever the right term for it is, uh, those things can be rekindled. That's why, for example, the the marriage encounter weekends are so helpful for so many couples because they recapture that mystique that they once had and feel as though they had lost. All good points, Jody. All good points, and I'm really glad you called today. Thank you for that. Uh, we'll go to Nicole now in Cocoa Beach, Florida. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning. Out of respect for time, I'm going to keep this real short, if if even okay. possible. So. I was on drugs and I um, was saved through a very, very great miracle through the intercession of um, St. Joseph. And um, when that happened, I had met my boyfriend. This was about four years ago. And he really like basically helped to save or be a part of this entire miracle of me getting sober. And so as I've grown in faith, of course, we weren't living in a chaste relationship, and I grew in faith, I grew in faith, and I'm going to confession, and I'm realizing how awesome the uh, the Eucharist and how important it is to me, and so I started um, really praying novenas about being in the state of grace and mm-hmm. the situation. Um, he is converting to Catholicism. Who's he now? He is... What was that? You say he is converting. Who is he? Yes. Oh, my boyfriend. Right. For four years, I've been with him. So we weren't chased. I met him when I was on drugs. Obviously, I was like out of my mind. But are you chased now? Is the relationship the way it should be now? Wait, listen, it's beautiful what happened. So I'm going to uh, confession, pray novenas. I'm giving more and more of my time to the Lord than time out of the week to him. And then it came to the point where for Lent and for um, doing a consecration, <clears throat> praying a consecration to St. Joseph. And he was so obliging my boyfriend to agree and be very patient with the fact that I said, I need to be chased until you're, you know, and through this Lenten time and um, through my consecration to St. Joseph. And I'm hoping that right after this, he can become baptized and we can, you know. That would be great. So to, to my question, I just want to make sure I'm clear. The two of you, 
your relationship is rightly ordered right now, right? It's not right an immoral now, situation. and it's so, it's so beautiful being in the state that's of good. grace. Oh, and that's all through novenas, confession, the Eucharist, and just prayer. Really, just so much prayer. That's great. Now, do you think that he's willing to wait? Uh, I mean, you mentioned getting baptized, so that's a good sign. Yes. So it looks as though marriage might be on the horizon with him, right? Marriage is definitely on the horizon. I'm just waiting for him. Um, well, actually, what happened was I was actually married in kind of an abusive relationship. I have three beautiful children, and that was part of the miracle of St. Joseph that got us out of that situation. And I um, did my entire divorce on my own, and that's final on the 27th of this month. And I did it all by myself through the power of the Lord and prayer, really. I don't know what else would have made me be able to have that time and motivation to get this done. Yes. Well, wow. (laughs) There's so much there, Nicole. What can I say? But praise God for his grace and your willingness to cooperate with God's grace. Thank you. Thank you for that call. My apologies, all of you who are holding. I know you want to talk about this issue. I'm going to be here tomorrow. So Call me tomorrow. I'd love to talk to you. And in the meantime, I'll pray for you. Please pray for me. God bless you.